This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and a special guest today, Paul Pivas, uh, Pam's dad. It's uh, Father's Day, just around the corner. It is, and you can tell by looking at us, Apple tree <laughs> okay i gotcha i gotcha i just didn't fall that far right so so did anybody get into anything special this weekend jeff i heard you talking about pouring some money into the boat yeah we got into some red snapper oh really oh yeah. nice yeah you caught yeah. some oh yeah so uh, you yeah. got to use the boat for what it's for. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was cleaning up from the storm over the weekend. Really? Yeah. yeah man, I mean, it was crazy. I know. It was nuts. I was like, and I'm one of these weird people. I love to watch a storm come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm all go sit outside and watch this storm come in. Well, I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, this this sail that I had put up for shade, uh-huh. the wind came in and yanked the eye bolt right out of the side of my house. Really? See, I worry about that. I have one of those shades. Yes, yes. So we've put a quick disconnect on it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Try to yeah. saw that wrong. But I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, my patio furniture went flying right across in front of my face. And I thought, and I thought to myself, now is not the time to watch the storm. We're going to no. go inside. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm in I'm in Orange Beach and having fun, sun's shining, there's no sign of anything, and I get a phone call from a friend of mine. He said, Jeff, I'm at your house with my chainsaw because there's a tree blocking your driveway. No way. And sure enough, I said, I thought he was messing with me. Huh. And uh, but yeah, it was. I don't. I don't necessarily know if it was a tornado or just a straight straight line, line winds. I think. Was some, yeah. It was some powerful powerful wind well it's crazy because it is it's it's almost secondary to today the forecast that's coming that's going to be blowing through today and they're expecting some hail and stuff like that i can't imagine the 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 roofers across the state are not just sitting there licking their chops today well yeah it's just, yeah it's gonna be a it could be a big blow yeah <laughs> very much I, I well i heard the the uh the hail that was in Texas was was baseball size. It was. It was, it was yeah. a monster. I was trying. Daddy came to pick me up this morning and drive down here, and I'm trying to shove all my stuff underneath my carport. To and then of course I just had a new roof put on. Right. Oh. Right. Well, Brand, you get a new one. Br- so. I, oh, I don't right. want to go through that again. Right. It's insured. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Mr. Pibus, thank you for coming in today. We appreciate it. We needed another dad in here today. Well, thanks Uh, for the invitation. Yes, sir. Um, Now, we have heard uh, we've heard about you for a couple of years now through Pam and know that you also were in the construction and home building business. Uh, That's correct. I uh, started out. When I worked for a big company, I got moved every two or three years, and I was always building a house. Huh. And 
at that time I did as much as I could because I was still working full time. Right. But uh, then down the line, I built a log home. And um, we've heard of said log home. Right. Yeah. We've yeah. heard of tail. Yeah. I got into that business for about 10 years and built uh, log homes all over the state and some out of state. Yeah. He actually won awards for selling the most log oh, cool. houses. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think 1979, 1980, there was a national sales contest, uh, United States and Canada. To sell yeah. log homes? Sell log homes. And uh, the first prize was a log home. And huh. I, I won it. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and that's how the, uh, in Ridgeland, it used to be a, Little strip center called Log Village. Right. Yes, my my office was there. Okay. That, in that in that log home. Well, that's how I got started. I won a building and I put it up, and then over, I don't know, a five six year period, I kept adding and 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 um, of course it's uh, that was in the mid uh, mid eighties that it kind of yeah. kind of. Yeah. That's amazing, though. I mean, I've won two bucks on a scratch-off, but never a house. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Never you know, an entire man, I'm, home. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that story because uh, Houseworks had its office in that log cabin. Uh, it's been several years ago. Uh, sitting right in the middle of that parking lot. No and, way. And we rented it. I can't remember who we rented the building from, but... But yeah, so you built that that cabin. That yeah. was the one you yeah. won, wasn't it? Nice. That was right in the middle. Yeah, you're uh, kidding. The two people who have been, <laughs> uh, really isn't that something. Yeah, I, you probably I, I sold it the the log village uh, uh, to an individual, and you probably yeah. rented from them because yeah. I, I don't remember you been in there. But uh, yeah, no, the I think I think who I rented from may have been um, gosh. Uh, maybe they own some pawn shops. Yeah, uh, Brian wow. Smith. Yes, USA that's pawn exactly shops. who yeah. it was. All yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Oh man, small, yeah. small world. Huh? Small world. But I'm telling you, listen. Whenever Daddy was, he was building those log houses, and the way you build them, and and it was crazy because I was in high school. And so we're building this house that comes in on a truck. Right. All right. So right. they back the truck up. And he almost couldn't get it built for the people that were stopping by. Oh, oh to look at to it? To look at it. You know, right. the word got out. And oh, then, cool. But the way, tell them about how you had to nail those. You put those those stakes in those logs. Yeah, the logs were basically six inches tall. Uh-huh. And you had 10-inch spikes. And they, they, you didn't drive it through the log into the log below it. You'd pre-drill the top log, right? put the spike in there, and then drive it into the one below it. If you just drove the spike in there, the logs would dry Split. out and separate. Uh. And um, I'd say of the log package, I sold approximately 200 log homes over a 10-year period. Wow. That's and fantastic. the vast majority of them, I had a crew that put the logs up. Right. The log package. Huh. Uh, a few percentage, I'd say, you know, 10 or 15% of people did. I, I did my own. That's how I got into the business. I did it just to have a house to live in and then became a dealer later on. Wow. 
But that's um, opportunity. That's, that's yeah, recognizing uh, I, opportunity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, oh, and, I, man, I remember log homes were were big back in the day. Yeah, you know, everybody wanted one. Everybody yeah. wanted one. This weekend, I got I got out and around. This weekend, I went to a junkyard. And I, I might be the only guy I know that goes and gets a fender for the weekend. But and I went home and I said, I got. Did you a, go to a pull apart? Is that what you did? That's what I did. Yeah. Now, why do we need a fender? Well, um, my baby, uh, I think I've mentioned on the show before, was good at bouncing off of every gasoline pole. Oh yeah. Ever come across? So, sure. So uh, the car has various dings on each corner, but <laughs> but. The the passenger front corner was was uh, well worn. It was it, it, it you know it, a little more accordion than it needed to be. So anyway, I went and uh, with with the turn of six bolts and and a little little grunting, I was able to take that thing home, and I'm going to be able to switch it out. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you you have the same feeling walking into a pull-apart that I do when I walk into, like I did an inspection the other day way out in the country, and the guy had added on uh, a workshop. Oh, yeah. And I love how that's, you know, I just love a workshop. You know, right. all the tools, he had all the tools, and there was wood, and and I almost got, I would just get sentimental, almost tear up when well, for I walk me, in there. I told, I told my wife when I got home, I was like, it was a gold strike day, man. I mean, it was great. <laughs> I, I went, I, I went spelunking amongst the, you know, the cars and I had my toolbox and everything else. And it was like searching for gold. It was awesome. I mm. finally got what I was looking for from three separate cars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While Jeff is fishing I went right, to, right. for I, redfish. I'd rather go to the Harley shop and look around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All shoot. right. Uh, you know what? I did I did want to get to one thing before we go to break here real quick. Uh, there are going to be storms in the area, and, and, and you do need to know that there will be contractors around. There'll be uh, you'll be freaked out when something, some sort of damage hits your home. Well, just just keep cool. Remember, you're going to need to look for a contractor, and you're going to want to do it. Find a good, legal, certified, licensed contractor. So write down msboc.us. That's a website that you can go to and find out if your contractor is licensed in the state of Mississippi. Um, and something you may, that some folks might need today. Yeah, or later today. After the weather comes through. Yeah, be prepared before it happens, folks. Right. Uh, Josh was on the line from Starkville. What's going on, Josh? Hey, uh, so I built a corner uh, seating storage bench in a little kitchen that we have. Mm -hmm. And uh, trying to hold a bunch of kitchen overflow, got stuff in it, and of course, we still have way too much stuff. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's what uh, we do. We so, spend our life finding places for our stuff. Right, right, exactly. Then we go rent a building to put right. our stuff in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I painted the lids that are, you know, which are also seats. And uh, I may not have waited the full four hours between coats. You're fired. It feels, no, it, it, it feels dry to the touch. Uh, but when I stand up, you get the like Velcro sound from your pants. Yeah, right. you know, a little sticky. It's um, sticky. So, uh, do I need to remove the paint? Do it over and wait the full time? Is there? Yes. Uh, a <laughs> that you should use on? Okay. <laughs> and now I'm assuming this is oil. Latex. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, I, well, let me ask. Yeah, can you I, just I, like I think let I it sit for for two days and not mess with it? Is it going to harden? I, man, I. Anybody? I mean, eventually, it's going to dry, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But if you do, uh, I mean, that's why the label has those instructions. Well, <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, if I'm painting woodwork, I, I want to use oil, though. Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to use latex. Okay. So. All okay. right. Um, did it leave a butt print, Josh? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> if you if you get down and look real close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Another thing you could do is just put a cushion on it. Wait a minute. That's just too smart and easy yeah. and quick and Yeah, cheap I mean, and, just just cover it, you know, or right. a or a rug or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Josh, I All hope right, well, that I helps. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, right. I've done that before. And you know, the biggest mistake I see people making is on their front doors. They'll what? come in and if especially if you're a south or a west facing mm-hmm. and you get a lot of sun on that door, then, you know, we call it out as a general maintenance thing. You got to sand them down and put you a new polyurethane on there. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you don't wait long enough, yes. it's going to be sticky. Yeah. For But is that forever? Yes. Really? Well, and the thing you got, read the label, people. I know I'm the only nerd. I, I listen, you're the only one that reads I got a new freezer last weekend, and I read the entire thing. Do you know on freezers that you're supposed to clean the inside with uh, baking soda and water before you turn it on? Had you nothing else to do? <laughs> well, well, there was a storm. I couldn't sit outside and watch the storm. Right, okay. So what else was I? But anyway, on a front door. Well, everybody cleans their freezer. Right, so I yeah, before they turn of it course. on. Of course they do. Mr. Yeah. Pivas. Was Pam always like this? Was she always uh, very... So... Pretty much, yes. For, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for Christmas, she gets um, organizers. Uh, no manuals. Right? Yeah, <laughs> manuals. I read. I, I read the manuals. But okay, folks. So I'm gonna talk about the polyurethane on your door because I can't okay. tell them how many times I walked up and there's bugs stuck in the oh. poly. You cannot paint poly on top of poly. Really? It won't ever dry. Yeah. Huh? It just gets sticky. More is not better. <laughs> When it comes to polyurethane? Yeah, and air conditioning. <laughs> okay, right. Well, you know, just about anything that you coat, the the thinner the coat, the better. Yes. But then multiple coats. Yeah, you can oh. do that. So if, that, if, that yeah. if that makes sense. But if you're just going to. Opposed to two thick coats. Thick coats. Four thin coats, I like, and it gives you a much better finish. You know what the difference is? Time. That's right. That's right. Huh. Just time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. pick, pick a nice, pretty day because you, you need to remove the door. Uh, set it on some sawhorses. Pick a nice, pretty Saturday. Right. And take your time and um, get a coat on it. You may or may not get finished with it. Put the door back on. Take the door off the next day and finish finish the job. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. If you're going to do something in one day, I saw this thing the other day. You can buy it. It's like a temporary bug screen for a door. You guys ever seen those? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could tape some some plastic on the door if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just that's what Daddy would do. He'd get that and duct tape that thing up. And (laughs) (laughs) got an email here. Um, I have replaced the valve actuating unit. Does anyone guess what that is? Valve actuating. The valve actuating unit. Can can someone here guess what that is? 
Mm, okay. uh, Valve um, actuating. Let's Don't. put it. Let's put it in the restroom. We'll oh. Put it in the restroom. Well, in the bathroom. Yes. There's a valve actuating unit in the bathroom. Java, you got one. You got a thought? Something with the water heater or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know if there's a water heater well, in the bathroom. Well, valve actuating maybe. Could be, get the could hot water the, or something. It could be in the uh, commode bowl. Flapper. Yes, sir. You are correct. Ding, ding, ding. Experience okay. wins. Dad wins. <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay, so I have replaced the valve actuating unit or the flapper in my toilet tank right. in an attempt to stop a slow leak from the tank into the toilet bowl. But the leak continues. I've cleaned the valve seat and have determined that the leak uh, is in the valve below the flapper. I, I might agree okay. with that. Yeah. What is the yeah. detailed procedure for replacing the valve? I tell you what, that valve has been a, it's a menace to me my whole life. One time I used if, if anyone ever tries to sell you these chlorine tablets to don't. put in the tank right. of your don't. toilet. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't. don't do that. It eats the rubber <laughs> That's right. out of the flapper and makes it so that it, it will never not leak. It will never not leak if you use chlorine tablets. Because those rubber gaskets at the base, and I actually have the procedure to do this on my YouTube channel. Do you? Yes. I, I had a whole weekend of, and I hate plumbing. God, I'd rather do anything else than, right. than plumbing. But anyway, I replaced that that valve actuating unit and the <laughs> flush thing. And I, I just did the whole guts of the toilet to get finished because I'd be sitting, the my guest bathroom's not far from where my TV is. Right. And I'd be sitting there watching a ball game and I would hear whoosh. Uh-huh. Because it was slowly, you know, the tank was emptying and then it would It'd fill, back, fill up. back up again. Right. Houston, we have an issue with the <laughs> well, there's tank. Nothing, there's nothing <laughs> worse. The flush actuate the valve actuating right. something. 2 a.m. And, and hearing water will keep you, will shoot you up in bed straight up. That and the smoke detector beep. Right. <laughs> what were you going to say, Java? I was just going to say, so my, my toilet water not supposed to be blue? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know what? We made the mistake of getting just and this was this was probably two decades ago. I got I got uh just the like the white like Clorox tabs were what they were. It looked like a a hockey puck. And you would just drop it to the bottom of your toilet and it was you know, it would bleach your water basically. So you're like, Oh well, I'm cleaning it as I flush. Well, you're cleaning the rubber out of the mechanism is what you're doing. Wow. And, and nothing works after a little while. Yeah, it's By the a- way, the metal the metal doesn't like the the chlorine or whatever that is in the tablet, so it gets all icky and corroded and everything yep. else too. So yeah, don't to stay away from. Don't do it. I tell you, Dad, you remember whenever I? It's been twenty years when I remodeled my bathroom in my bedroom, and I tore it. The contractor was like, "You can save a little money if you tear it out." Well, you know, I grew up with a man who never met a strange sledgehammer. Right. So I'm I'm tearing it all out, and I got to the plumbing part, and one of Dad's favorite sayings is, "You just need a bigger hammer." <laughs> so we got to the you plumbing. You must have known my dad. <laughs> <laughs> So I got in there, and I this before I was inspecting is I was had another job, and anyway I got down to the plumbing on a PVC pipe, and I got so mad at it I got a hammer and hit it. Mm. There was a shower. Genius. Yeah, yeah. So I'm running outside to try to find the water meter that I didn't know where it was. That's why I harp on this stuff, folks. I've made all these mistakes. <laughs> I had to turn. You got the- mad enough. 
that I hit a plumbing a pipe, pipe right? Mm-hmm, okay. that I hit it with a hammer. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, along with Paul Pibus, Pam's father today. And it's Father's Day this weekend, so that's that's why we got Paul we in We brought today. the dad. We needed a dad. Right. If you... Not like there's not two here, well, but there's you know, two dads we'll, we'll already. T- we'll here. take an extra. Yeah. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. For the man that has everything, Paul, what do you want for Father's Day? Putting you on the spot. Um, anything to do with golf. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you yeah. know what? My grandfather, uh, when I was growing up, my grandfather, he was one of those. Uh, uh, men who had everything you couldn't buy for him anything if he wanted he would have already bought it so we uh the two things we know he liked was uh golf and uh chocolate covered cherries so every year for his birthday he'd get a a thing of uh like chocolate covered cherries titleist balls and some uh some chocolate covered cherries yeah i was gonna i thought you were gonna say chocolate covered cherries that were shaped like a golf ball (laughs) Where was that when I was looking? That was yeah, perfect. That would have been okay. perfect. All right. Um, I have an email here that I did, that I did want to get to. Um, my bathroom fan is very loud when I turn it on. It quietens down and runs smoothly after about 15, 30 seconds. Any ideas on how to fix this? New yeah. fan? Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I yeah, knew you called, were going to say It's called a Panasonic Whisper <laughs> Quiet 150. Uh-huh. You will never hear it run. Uh, chances are you have a, uh, we're not, I'm not going to use a brand name, but, uh, you, you, uh, you probably have one that did not cost a lot of money. Correct. Um, maybe the one that came with the house. Yeah, you know? maybe. So the best one, and I'm telling you right now, it, it is the best ventilation fan I have ever experienced. And it, it's, it's called a whisper quiet. Right, you cannot hear it run. This I'm is, you by right the way, now. this is not an endorsement. We've talked about this before. It's one that Jeff likes that he uses when he builds houses. Yeah, but but uh, I I've had something near this. I had a fan one time, very very cheap mm-hmm. fan that that the blades would would like slow down to a creep, and I could I could go up there and touch them, and they right. start spinning again. Right, you know. Um, I don't know what caused that. Eventually, I put some WD forty on it to see if that would help. It did for a week. Yeah, so I know what caused you, you it. You know, I'm cheap fan. No, uh, uh-uh. folks, the the bathroom fan is to get the water out. Right, the air moisture in right. your bathroom. Right. Well, you're sucking moist air through it all the time. It is a metal component. Yeah. Oh, so it rusted out, maybe. Yes, it will well, just and, after and, a while. And, and there, I guess there's a place for it, but. You know, they, they're they just not made very well. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And put you invest s- the money. You know, uh, the, the one I'm talking about is going to run you $300 probably. It's, it's, oh, really? not, it's not cheap. Yeah. Oh, but, man, so. you can get them now. If you if you walk around and really look at these, and there's a, a, a whole bunch of brands, but you can get them to do anything now. They come with Bluetooth speakers and, and you know, oil Strobe checkers. And, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the one want. we like is actually actually a light and a fan. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, it's very pleasing to look at because it just looks like a can light. 
You know what's funny about that, Jeff, when I'm inspecting houses, because I'm always looking for vent fans and showers. Right. I never know if it's a vent fan or not. Right. Because you can't. You cannot well, hear it. I, I've, I've had people call me and say, look, where's my fan in the bathroom? Doesn't work. <laughs> uh, you know, well, it's that light. And and I said, if you'll look at it, it looks a little bit different than the rest of them. Well, and what you do is if you turn it on and then turn the hot water on in your shower, if yeah. you stand back, you'll see the, oh, yeah. the mist going towards that. Oh, cool. Yeah, you'll know. Towards you'll that know. light. And in older houses, what I'll do, if they've come in and put one in, I will literally stand on the toilet mm-hmm. with a piece of toilet paper and hold it up to the... <laughs> and see if it pulls the toilet paper And if paper it pulls up. the toilet paper. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good try. i got to go home sci- and try that. It's a scientific method. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, all right, so I want to go um, real quick. Kathleen, I know you said you had a flapper problem. Chico, I'm coming to you. Kathleen, what's up with the flapper? Or how do you fix it real quick? Well, the thing is, y'all just fix it for me. But the problem I was having, I didn't know it was going to happen. I never put bleach in the commode and all that stuff. But I did use cleaners that had the bleach in it, not aware. You know, I just making it nice and clean. Didn't know I was shooting myself in the foot. When I fix it this time, I'm going to fix it right. But it never came in my mind that that would do that. Yeah, anytime you've got bleach around a rubber surface or plastic of any sort like that, it will over time. And I don't mean even a lot of time. I mean, like 30 days. Well, and even the metal, if you've got a metal chain in there Uh or, folks, you know what the bolts are? That hold your tank to the toilet. Mm-hmm. They are metal. <laughs> and they will rust out, especially if you put that stuff in there. It's so corrosive. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. Listen, I, I was doing this inspection yesterday, and this guy, he's anyway, he's buying the house from his grandparents. It's a delightful day. I really enjoyed spending time with these folks. And so there had been a roof leak mm-hmm. in the bathroom. And he goes... He goes, yeah, if I get a little Clorox in, I was like, no, I blew his hair back. (laughs) (laughs) Do not. And and folks, don't don't store your cleaning chemicals under your sinks. Right. Right. Because if you don't get the top screwed on real tight, that's you're going to rust out everything underneath there. Right. Okay. All right. uh, Oh, yeah. I have heard one trick, though, by the way. If you're leaking, it's 2 a.m. in the morning. You can't go and get a flapper put in there. All right, you ready for this? Here's the here's the quick trick. Go and get some petroleum jelly of some sort. Put it around the lip of the flapper, and that'll hold it for the night. It it kind of like a, a a jelly. A do I have to drain the tank no, to do that? No, because the jelly is waterproof. Oh, hello. Yes. Yeah, it's petroleum-based, so it's waterproof. Well, you wake me up at 2 a.m., I'm not going to be doing anything with that. Just, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm just going to go sleep in another room. I'm going to grab the sledgehammer. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah, going yeah. to hit it with a hammer. All right. All right, Chico's on the line in Oxford and wants to talk to Mr. Pibus about those log cabins. What's going on, Chico? Yes, uh, happy Father's Day this weekend, Mr. Pibus. You did well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I, I'm curious. I'm curious about a couple of things. Um if you started in 1979 or 80, this might have predated you a little bit, but I'm curious if you built the log house at Sunset and Lumpkin in Tupelo. Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. I represented a company called Real Log Homes out of Heartland, Vermont. Sure. And um, you know, I, I built them all over the state, but that doesn't sound familiar. 
Well, there had to be a competition. Because I, yeah, I, I watched it being built and I remembered it. But I remember, I think it's from around 77 or 78. But my <clears> second question, and I'm, I'm, <laughs> I really am serious, this is not a joke question, but I imagine there's a phenomenon in contracting a building. I've, I've never built anything, but uh, Jeff may know about this, but there's probably situations where the person that the house is being built for has advice for the professional. <laughs> uh, you think? <laughs> Do you run into that, Dad? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> and bless their heart. Well, uh, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Did, did, did you ever, um, when building the log houses, did anyone ever seriously suggest to you about how they were did it with their Lincoln logs? Well, the, when I say I built log homes, uh, I only, whatever came in on the log package, which was usually two or three flatbed trailers, I only did that uh, package. I didn't do the plumbing. I didn't do the heat and air conditioning. I didn't do the floors. I didn't do the finish work. So we would take uh, four to six days to erect the log package, and then we left. Huh. So So they didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to give you advice. No, uh, we'd no. be gone before they knew it. <laughs> let but, somebody else, right. let Jeff would so, deal with that. Right. <laughs> so we, we just dealt with the package itself. And now my personal home, I built 100% with Pam's help. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, right. Um, and, say, and Pam gave you advice, right? Right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. She inspected it. <laughs> Actually, I, you know, those logs were heavy. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. All I think of when sure. you say log home is I think, I think of uh, power poles. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the logs, what kind of wood would that be? Well, my particular log home at, at that time came out of Fletcher, North Carolina. Um, and and when I inquired about being a dealer, they said, well, we can't make enough log homes for the dealers we have now. We're going to build a plant in Mena, Arkansas, and when it comes online, we'll talk to you about becoming a dealer. But they had uh, plants in North Carolina, uh, Harlan, Vermont, Missoula, Montana, Carson City, Nevada, they had six plants, and each plant had. Now, Mena, Arkansas, was um, uh, trees out of the Wachita National Forest, really, mm-hmm. which was a southern pine, okay, but a slower growing pine, a little higher elevation. Vermont would be white pine. Carson City, Nevada, would be lodgepole pine. So, gotcha. okay, so okay. it depended on where, Depend up, right, right, what okay. plants you got it out of. But interesting. So, so it, the wood was based on where you were. Yeah, and it was uh, it was so cool because, and I didn't help much. One of the things that I did is whenever it showed up, like the first row would be A, you know. So we would, and and it would be marked A, so you knew that that was the first you put so A. So it was down. like Lincoln logs. It was, okay. and then you, then you went B, C, D, and you had to follow those plans. And my job was to make sure that the right log ended up, you know. And I only did that on our house. Pam I didn't. picked well, up the, the logs. The package, when it come in, um, my particular house was three 40,000-pound truckloads. My gosh. Three of them, 120,000 pounds of logs and windows and doors. And each bundle, there was no rhyme or reason 
what A, B, C, D was mm-hmm. in that. So you had to sort. Oh. That's the hardest part of the job was sorting the logs. Trucks came, dumped them, and you got. You had to sort them. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times people were going to build their own log home. When they got through sorting the logs, they called me and said, how much did you save? <laughs> right, right, right. And, and they, they, are, they already done the hardest hard, part. Hardest part. So Didn't you have one time y'all were building and somebody threw one of the, a piece of log over and landed on your truck? <laughs> when, when I built my personal home, it actually snowed. Huh. It, uh, and we were finished with the log package, but we had a, a couple of extra logs and we were cleaning up. And I had this guy clean up, and he threw a log out of the um, window, and it hit the top of my truck, broke the windshield out. <laughs> the windshield Oops. out. But, <laughs> Things like that don't happen to you, do they, Jeff? Of course not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and that reminds me, I have to tell this story of my father. I think I've told this before on the show. So I mentioned to him, I said, Dad, you know, the I got some limbs hanging over my roof. He's like, I'll take care of that. So he comes over with a chainsaw, and the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life is my father with a chainsaw, okay? So he's got that chainsaw, because when he gets started, he just doesn't stop. I mean, he's just going and going and going. So he's standing on the roof, on the edge of the roof, nope, cutting off a limb, and it landed and just T-boned his truck, his truck cab. Words that should never go together as standing on a roof with a chainsaw. With a chainsaw. And he looked, the funniest thing, and I I have to brag on my father, I've never, he's the hardest working man I know. But he looked down, he he took, he looked at it for a second, and he just kept going. (laughs) Didn't even stop. Wasn't much you could do at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, uh. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for calling, Chico. We appreciate it. I'm going to uh, get to a uh, email here real quick that is really interesting because I've heard this and I can hear this in my head and I'm going to I'm going to make it uh, real for you. Here we go. On my new house in the backyard next to the breaker box is what Google has told me is a mercury vapor light. Anybody okay. know what that is? Sure. All right. It looks like a street light, but it's mounted to the house. I like the idea of having a light in the back of a yard, but it buzzes so loudly, I can hear it inside, too. Mm. One of those kind of lights. Mm. I can hear it in my head right now. I can hear Mm. that light. Um, So my question for y'all, does this sound like something that the utility company installed, and therefore I'll need to go through them, about replacing or removing the light with something that doesn't buzz, or is this something I could do on my own? Is this something I could, uh, you know, something I should hire an electrician for? Well, first of all, I want an LED light, right? That, yeah, that is, that will actually put out some light and not, you know, run my utility bill through the roof. I can't imagine what this light's putting out in, in electricity. Oh, I can't imagine what it costs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean it's going to be expensive, expensive both yeah. to maintain and to purchase. Mm-hmm. So no, if I'm if I'm thinking that I'm going to change this out, I'm definitely going to hire a electrician. I don't think this is something the homeowner should tackle. And um I'm going to switch it out to LED. Is this is this uh the same Kind of, I, I got to put it in a way that, you know, like for all of us, is this the same voltage that the rest of my house is on? I'm sure it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't I don't no. really know on that. I, I came in and just put a solar powered LED over my garage. Mm-hmm. So it and, and it it's uh, 
it triggers, it comes on. Uh-huh. Motion? Well, not or is motion. It not light? It's just light. So when it gets dark at night, it comes on, and then it's on all night. Oh, okay. And then, you know. It just it more of a safety type thing, but it 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 shines down and it's LED. I put that son of a gun up there several years ago, and I've never had to change the bulb. I can't imagine why someone would have, but but I've been to several home sites in the past that did have what looked to be like a, a, a like an energy level street light at the home you site. You know, I, I remember back in the day. I think your power company would. I remember my dad talking about put a light on a pole. We're, go, we're going to get a dusted on light. Really? I heard that my entire life. We're we're getting a dust, and and the next thing you know, I come home and there's a light in the yard. I, I think maybe the power company may have been involved in that. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, put putting those in for like you know three bucks a month or something to you to your bill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, you okay. know, it'd be worth a call. A call to energy to see if yeah, yeah. You know. or whoever your power is. Yeah, so. yeah. But those are loud. That would that would what would drive me nuts. Right. This is Fix It One Hundred and One on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks is here, and Paul Pibus, Pibus, Pam's dad, is here for Father's Day. So this is cool. Yeah, Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we got Carlton on the line, and uh, Jackson's got a comment about that uh, energy service thing. What's going on, Carl? Hey Jason, how y'all doing? Love the show. Thanks. Um, yeah, I was just I was just gonna say that uh, yeah, energy actually does feel like a like a bit of a dinosaur, I guess. So I, I got a couple of uh, you know little rental properties and things around um, uh, Jackson, and that's right. one of the things that I do is get with energy to uh, to put those dust to dawn lights out there. They they still do that. It's about really? ten bucks a month. How and much? They let you lights you want. Yeah, ten. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which, which hey, I mean, hey, that's not a bad deal for the consumer. No, no. You know, it's, no. it's not right. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just wanted to share that. Yeah, but yeah, Jeff, you made it. You made me seem like I was. I was like, oh, I felt old when you said yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way back in the day. Yeah, back. yeah, back in the day. <laughs> now, hey, listen, I'm gonna share another one with you. Um, remember. When the power company, it's, this was a big deal, and uh, Mr. Pivas will know about this one, but you could get the Gold Star Electric Home, and your meter was actually gold. No. Oh, yeah, I remember it. And, and I mean... It just mean it was an all electric house or something. Yes, oh, okay. yes, and it was it was like wow, you got the gold home, <laughs> got the gold yeah. star. <laughs> I can hear the nineteen fifties modern music in my back. I do, yeah, yeah, all electric. Oh yeah, crazy. Now everybody wants gas. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I have all electric mm-hmm. because the gas service stops. Remember the ditch the I house set before? about uh-huh. the tree? Uh-huh. Well, the gas service stops on the other side of that ditch. On the other side. <laughs> so. Thanks, Carlton. We appreciate your call, man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. I, I, an email that I got here that, that uh, I think kind of plays along that line, the lights at one end of my mobile home flicker, or they barely light up. I've changed the bulbs. No difference. Could the breaker stifle the amperage, or is there a more serious issue? Double lug neutrals. 
Double either either that or it's a uh, power problem, getting power. You've lost a, a you've lost a, a leg. You've lost a leg getting power. Yeah. So is that something that that a regular homeowner person can fix? Absolutely no. not. Okay. The, the yes. first thing I'm going to do is call my power provider. Yes. Oh. And and let them come check it. Yes, because that's uh, for re. That's right. So yeah, the, the, they're not going to charge anything, and if if it's on, if it's if it's their issue, they're going to fix it. Right. And if it is double lug neutral, then obviously electrician needs to do that. But again, unless you know what you're doing, I'm going to recommend you do not get in that power box. Yeah, don't 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 do there that. There are things in there that will bite you. And what we're talking about on a double lug neutral is you have electricity is a circuit. Uh-huh. It goes in a circle. Right. It start. It comes in from the pole, usually, or underneath the the dirt. Mm-hmm. Goes to the meter, and then when you flip a switch on, you open the circuit. Right. So the circuit will the power will go from the breaker to, through the black wire, and it goes to the uh, switch. That, that's mm-hmm. to well to your outlet, let's right. say, or to your light. That's why you don't touch black wires. Right. You get a very you get a a little happy surprise if you touch right. a black wire. And then it goes and it has to come back to the circuit and the white wire. Oh. Well, if you open up a panel and we've we've been calling this in inspections for years and all those white wires are doubled up underneath the screw, mm-hmm. then the circuit gets confused. Is that what the double quote the double lug lugged because uh-huh. those the screws are called lugs oh okay and so if you have two wires or three wires or as in the case of an inspection i have recently four wires mm-hmm. <laughs> underneath one lug it may not be getting a good connection i gotcha so the neutrals now the grounds can be double lugged all you want that's not a big deal but the neutrals those white wires you need to have one wire per lug Okay. And so if you don't, then it your your lights may not work right. Okay. All right. Uh so before we go, uh in 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 the spirit of Father's Day coming up, Mr. Pibus, how did you know or did you know that Pam was gonna go in the construction direction? About what age did you think, yeah, she'll probably do that? Well, um growing up she always had an interest in uh, construction and projects, and um, I think in in um, high school she did like an aptitude test, uh-huh. and it came back she was either going to be a missionary or a teamster boss. <laughs> so um, you know, I guess it's she's a little... always been a take charge type person. <laughs> One of her jobs early on was she was uh, events coordinator for the city of Ridgeland uh-huh. and I talked to the girl at the North Park Mall where they had the balloon glow every year yeah. for the hot air balloons mm-hmm. and she said we like working with Pam we just tell her what we're going to do and get it out of the way right <laughs> she gets it done right. so that, that, and um, so she's always and I don't know if she told you but some of her friends her nickname was Hammer. Really? Yeah. No, Pam's we've nick- not heard this. We didn't but know that. <laughs> that will be on every show from here yeah, on, I promise. Pam the Hammer. We did not know that. We yeah. call Hammer to do our Yeah, Hammer, get, give Hammer a call. She'll she'll get it done. Now, wait well, a second. Did this have to do with her beating on the pipe with the <laughs> Hammer? 
yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it was. No, I, I do a bunch of projects. And see, my father is known for, if you're a friend of Paul Pibus and you got something going on, uh-huh. he's going to show up with a shovel or a sledgehammer or a hammer, and he's going to help you out. And and I, that's one of the things that I've, I've learned from him and respect from him. And that's why I always talk about if you've got a project— you know, call your friends. Right. You, know, you got a project. I got yeah, a chainsaw. Those are those are hard to find. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. These oh, the people days, that will show up that will yeah. actually yeah. help you with something like that. Well, yeah. we we've gotten so used to in this country call somebody. Well, and, and, and I'm and look, and I'm guilty. Yeah. You know. Well, I am so. too. I was the guy up until recently. I had a truck, so I was the guy everybody called when they needed to move. Right. Everybody. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm with the tools. Dad's got tools, and so he's kind like you just finished helping somebody with a deck, didn't you? Yeah, I did. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Pibus. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for Father's Day. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced and engineered by Mr. Java Chapman with a podcast production from Abram Nanny. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus and Jeff Sammons and our guest today, Paul Pibus, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our 10 a.m. Wednesday. Wednesday show, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.